Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. Now, it has emerged in the Auditor General's findings on the National Student Financial Aid Scheme's annual report that the entity allegedly incurred 50.1 billion rand in irregular expenditure and that ghost students had allegedly also received funding. According to the NASFA's 2019-2020 annual report, there were some 440,000 irregular student records that had been picked up and an undisclosed number of ghost students uh, had been funded. So for more on this, uh, we join on the line by a NASFA spokesperson, uh, Kakisho Mamabolo. Kakisho, good afternoon. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Thank you, Sakina. So uh, let's just start with the Auditor General's report and um, obviously the reflection and assessment by NASFAS of this particular situation. Uh, because if you put it out the way it is to the public, the question is, what is going on there? What are you doing? So how do you explain this to the public? Okay. Um, Sakina, I think, uh, firstly, we, as the National Student Financial Aid Scheme, we just want to, you know, put context into the irregular expenditure because what is at essence at the moment is that NESFAS was supposed to gazette the eligibility criteria after the fee-free announcement was made. So what that what does that mean? It means that when there's a change in policy, there's a change in processes, there's a change in criteria for funding students. The process is that we should submit to the minister so that that those changes can be gazetted. Because there was no gazette that happened during the year under review, all the funding that is made without the Gazette, is therefore estimated as an irregular expenditure. That does not mean that all the students that have received that money are wrong students or are not supposed to receive that money. Everything is above board. I think the shortfall or the shortcoming was that the process was not gazetted. So let me just understand this correctly. Are you therefore saying that the 50.1 billion rand in irregular expenditure is not um, in any way suspicious? There's no uh, suspicious activity around that 50.1 billion rand. It can all be accounted for in a proper way. Yes, it is a technical irregularity, but it does not all amount to fraud. As the payments are made to eligible, valid students, the correct amount. Okay. And this NESFAS has engaged National Treasury and there are discussion of exploring a different definition of irregular expenditure as the characterization of these payments are, 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 are put out there in the public and is misleading to the public as if the 50 billion has just gone into waste. So what about these uh, so-called ghost students that were detected? It is unfortunate that the media is running with the word ghost students. And I want to give it to context. Uh, when students register at university, unfortunately, whether you are an ESFA student or you are not an ESFA student, there are those that make their transitions and then they pass away. It's an unfortunate situation. In a case of NESFAS, 
there were students that passed away during the year under review. And NASA's only discovered later in the year that the, those students have passed away. Therefore, if the media is saying these are ghost students, I think that is unfortunate. However, what we could say as NASFAS is that following the Auditor General's finding, the new CEO has then said there is a need to then review our agreement with the universities and the colleges. Then we did what we call a cost adjustment agreement where in the event of a student existing, exiting the institution on or before 31st of March of every year, for the reason associated with either student dropping out or death or expulsion or cancellation of course of studies, the institution must notify NESFAS, but not later than 30 June. Why? So that at the end of the year, we don't seem to have paid students that have deceased and we didn't know that they deceased during that year while they were studying. Uh, but... Let's not uh, conflate matters, uh, Kahisho, yeah. because when we talk about ghost students, I think you would understand the term. Uh, it's quite widely used when we even speak about ghost workers in other departments. You deal with students, hence it's referred to as ghost student. What, what it simply means is that you are paying people who either do not exist or who have been fraudulently, uh, accounts that have been fraudulently created that you are paying. That's simply what it means. So are you saying that of the reported 440,000 irregular student records that were picked up, that all of those were uh, erroneous? So the Auditor General has not made a finding that NESFAS paid ghost students. It's nowhere to found in the Auditor General's report. If you read the NSFAS report, there is an explanation about NSFAS not being able to account to students that have been existing at universities and dropped out. And later on, NSFAS later in the year realized that funds that were sent to university for those students were not allocated to the students because they dropped out. Therefore, the, during our year-end report, which usually happens at the end of the financial year, which is in March, we ask universities to return that money back to us. We can recoup the tuition which we paid for students that dropped out, but we cannot recoup allowances in a case where we paid them for food or for meals. Therefore, a ghost student is exist at a university. Surely that ghost student will exist on NASFAS database that is sent by the university. So what do we need to do as a scheme? We therefore put in mechanisms to say, this is our checks and balances so that we don't inherit any student that does not exist in the system on the basis that an institution has declared those students to us as existing. So what, how many students of that type of irregularity have you picked up as NASFAS? So from, 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 from what the administrator did during the year of administration, you would recall that NASFAS was put under administration, and in, during that time there were records, about uh, 440,000 records, where the Auditor General said to us, resu- look at these records, resubmit them, and ensure 
that those students are found, they sign their contracts, and then they are accountable. Unfortunately, during that time, we couldn't finish that process of verification before audits were published by the Auditor General. So, so let me understand, how does the process work? Because essentially you are now blaming universities for the ghost student situation. So do students not apply to NASFAS directly? Students do apply to NASFAS directly, but I disagree with you. We do not blame the institution. What I'm saying, and which is what has always happened at NASFAS, is that a student applies to NASFAS, NASFAS verifies and ensures the student qualifies and is funded. A list of funded students is sent to the institution and say, enroll this student. However, we give you a period within which you must declare those students to have registered. And that declaration happens by the institution sending us proof of registration. Once NASFAS receives proof of registration, we release funds to the institutions to pay for those students. It happens that during that process where we release funds after receiving proof of registration, a student may drop out or may decide that they no longer want to start at that institution, but they go to the other institution. Hmm. Therefore, it means the institution must therefore come back to NASFAS and say, the funds you send to us, must be recouped because that student no longer exists as we have initially told you that the student exists. So how do you explain uh, these uh, the, 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 the irregular records quite apart from the part that you've just explained? Uh, because at some point, surely, you do interact with the students, don't you? Of course, we do interact with, with the students, but the higher education administration is very complex, Sakina. Universities use a different system, and Tibet uh, colleges use a different system. In a student who studies at one institution and they go to the other institution, they won't be tracked. So what we did at NASFAS, we used ID numbers to see students that are double-dipping or they are moving across the system. And so what we have done, we have then said, if a student moves from one institution to the other, we should be able to redirect the funds. But for us to do that, we must depend on the institutions to be able to send us the right data at the right time for us to do that. A typical example, Sakina, we have a cohort of students that may be complaining now that they have, they have not heard from NASFAS. They've applied or they were funded in the previous years, but this year NASFAS is not funding them. A classical example is that a student went to a, a university, I'll use UNISA as an example. So a student went to study at UNISA and did law. And when the student failed to progress with law, then they decide they are going to CPUT and they are studying marketing. And that is a NASFAS student. Therefore, we continue to send money for that student for law at UNISA, only to discover that the student has emerged at CPUT doing a different degree. But surely Therefore, your systems could work better, Kakisho. That we call exceptions. That means there's a problem with your systems. I beg your pardon? There's a problem with your systems. There is no problem with the system. There is a problem with the coordination of students who move from one institution to, uh, to the other. Well, surely you so, could come up with a system that could pick that up. 
that a student has moved from point A to point B. Exactly. So that there is, is what, a problem with is, your system. That is what the board is doing. That is what the new CEO is doing. And that's why we introduced a system in our memorandum of agreement with the institution that should a student flip-flops and move from one institution to the other, give us that information within three months so, of knowing that the student So has basically, Kakisho, you admit to nothing. You are speaking around all of these things and ultimately we come to the point where you agree that there are problems. But the, 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 the question is, how, why didn't NASFAS detect that something major was wrong before we heard from the Auditor General? Why didn't you come out publicly to state that there was this huge problem? Back to the issue of the Auditor General. The finding of the Editor General as explained as irregular expenditure does not mean that money went to the wrong student. It meant that NASFAS did not follow the process of gazetting the changes in terms of its funding criteria and published in the government gazette. But you just said there were students who may have passed on. You have said there were students who may no longer be in the system that you may have paid erroneously. We, have, we would have not paid them erroneously, Sakina. Let me explain it to you once more. We would pay for those students, and at the end of the financial year, we recoup the money when we do our closeout report. That process of claiming that money back at the end of the year is found to be long, and it's found not to be effective. Which is why you shouldn't get there in the first place, Kakisho. So with regard to that, how much of the money have you been able to recoup? On my fingertips, I would not be able to tell you how much we recouped from money of students who've dropped out. But surely if you invite us again, I can find that those details. Let's do that. Uh, we have to Thank leave it you. there, unfortunately. And that was NASFA spokesperson, Kakisha Mamabolo. And uh, you, you heard it for yourself. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, um, our producer, Lebu, is also saying, you know, but, but surely students should be able to move uh, from institution A to institution B. The systems that are in place should be able to detect that and allow for that seamless movement. Uh, why shouldn't you be able to change institutions? There's definitely a problem with the uh, systems there and uh, I see uh, NASFAS um, uh, the board as I'd indicated uh, are actually appearing NASFAS is appearing uh, before the portfolio committee in parliament and uh, they have actually now said that uh, the national student financial aid scheme structure is yet to be aligned to face its new realities